Hey guys, Dane here with the Darkroom Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. In today's episode, I get to chat with storyteller and photographer Vanessa Rivera, also known on Instagram as Life of Avax. Starting her creative career just two years ago, Vanessa has found an incredibly unique way to tell stories with surreal edits of herself, her husband Anthony, and their three kids. As her career began taking off, we hear how Vanessa shifted into a full-time creative, taking her family all around the world and convincing her husband to leave his job. Her edits would make anybody question their Photoshop skills. I myself do not know if I can open up Photoshop again. I'm gonna try to, but after this conversation and seeing all of Vanessa's work, it's it's gonna be hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be hard to. And I am not the only one, because Life of AVAX has 265,000 followers and counting, and they also received attention from Adobe recently for one of their pieces, which is now the splash screen for Photoshop 2020. Vanessa lives her life with the same spontaneity that her images exude, and we are excited to share her story. So without further ado, I really, 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 really am excited for you guys to hear this one with Vanessa Rivera. Welcome to the Darkroom Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the Darkroom. So thank you so much for being on. Oh, no, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when I look at your bio and when I look at your About Me uh, one thing that I notice is that you are still like super new is a weird word because when you look at your work, it's like you've been doing it for 20 years, but in the scheme of like a timeline, you know, it's only been a few years since you actually started doing this, which is insane to even say out loud looking at your work, but can you kind of like go into exactly it is like how you would explain what you do and like this crazy transition that you know life has has thrown at you over the last few years and like what that's been like yeah sure so um I prior to all of this had no experience with photography or editing or anything like that I actually went to school um, and graduated as an English major so diff completely different than <laughs> what I'm doing yeah. now um so this all started when I had my uh, youngest and at the time all I had was just like the, you know, like my phone and I just started taking just really basic lifestyle pictures of him and I was kind of just like mimicking what everyone else was doing on Instagram. Yeah. And I got to the point where I kind of just wanted to be different. I wasn't really going anywhere and I just wanted to do something different. And at the time, my husband was a web developer, so he was familiar with Photoshop. And one day I kind of approached him and I said, hey, I have this photo and I really want to add a butterfly to it. Can you show me how to do it? Showed me the basics of, you know, how all the tools work and just like, you know, like how to really start familiarizing myself with Photoshop. And I think I just got really hooked instantly. And um, this was um, about like two years and like a couple months ago. And I think after that, like I just got a taste of Photoshop and then I just kind of immersed myself into watching videos, practicing tons and tons of trial and error um, and really kind of just finding out what my style is and really just kind of just seeing how I want to use Photoshop and, you know, two years and a half or so and here I am. <laughs> That's so wild. So Photoshop is like the scariest 
computer program on the planet to like 99% of the people out there. Uh, like, what is it about like the process or this whole new venture that you were jumping into? Like, what is it about that that you really like gravitated towards? Like, why did you get so interested, you know, in like pursuing this? I think at first, I think I was really intimidated with Photoshop. I think, like you said, everyone is. But I think what I did is I kind of just honed in on like the tools that I felt comfortable with. So I've always loved drawing and painting ever since I was little. And if you really look at Photoshop in a simple way, you don't need too many tools to create something pretty great. Um, I mean, you can go that route where, you know, people use all kinds of tools and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's where it gets kind of overwhelming. Um, yeah. So I kind of just broke it down to what felt natural to me. And that was like using like the brush tool and masking. And it's very similar to drawing. And so I kind of just broke down editing in that way. And I think that's what helped me overcome like the scariness of yeah. Photoshop. Um so yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So when you yeah. were first getting into it and your husband was teaching you things and then you're like, no, 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 I got it. YouTube is going to teach me every single thing I need to know, uh, which is also so crazy, right? That we live in a time where that happens. Um, but yeah. anyways, like when that was happening, you know, how much time were you dedicating to this? Like, was it just an activity at night? Like, did you have a regular job during the day for a while and you just, you know, gave an hour or two or did you spend your weekends doing it like what did that learning process look like it was really crazy at the time I was going to school full-time um but I was also really hooked on on this so any little free time I got I was just trying to create um so I honestly was just watching videos like you know in between classes um of course when I got home a lot of late nights. I think that is like the one thing that is probably like most common with artists is we don't sleep at night. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like a common trend. Um, and that's definitely true in my case. A lot of late nights of just trying to get something to look right and trying to find the right tutorials to teach me how to do it. And then again, just practicing it on my own. Um, but I would just say I really, it really became like something that I just am fully immersed myself in it. So any little moment I got, like when my kids were napping or, you know, just if someone took them out and I had some free time, I was, I was doing this. Yeah. So I would just say it was just any little second I got. <laughs> so when did, when did the life of AVAX, which is your Instagram handle, when did that come to be because isn't that that's the name of your kids and you, is that your whole family or just your kids it's your family right AVAX? yeah it's all yeah. of us uh-huh when yeah. did when did that like start you know because I'm sure in the beginning it was like yeah you were doing this and then all of a sudden one day you're like oh let's make this a thing yeah um so it kind of um for like when I first started Instagram I think it was just like my regular name and it wasn't until I was really introduced into like this whole like artistic community of Instagram that I had no idea existed. Yeah. Um, I was trying to grow. I was doing like lifestyle photography at the time, like I said, and um, I think it was when I started actually picking up Photoshop that I was like, I want to change my name to something that is kind of more um, that, that people will remember or that stands out. I didn't want to just be Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
So I just remember like we were sitting down and we were trying to like come up with like names and just nothing was clicking. And then my husband actually is the one that came up with it. And he was like, what if we like make up our own word that maybe is using parts of our name or something like that? So we actually went through different variations of just us trying to mix match our letters and stuff like that and then just avax came out somehow so yeah. it just happened by a kind of accident in a way and yeah that sounds good <laughs> and it's super cool that you guys like you know it's a family thing right like it's all it's all yeah. you guys together that's so cool and you know doing a little bit of research i i saw that you guys kind of went all in on this together, you and your husband, where you sold your mm-hmm. house, you moved out of California, and you just kind of started to do this like full time from the road. Can you get into that whole crazy process and that whole kind of move and transition for you guys? Yeah. So um, at first, like I said, he was working his full time job and I was just kind of doing this at home um, and I started to grow. And I started to get, you know, brands reaching out to me. And eventually I started to make an income. And it got to the point where it actually kind of got overwhelming for me because things picked up like really quickly. At the time, they just snowballed. And it literally happened within a few months. Oh, wow. And I started to get like overwhelmed with projects. And I just, I got to the point where I was like, I need help. And um, so I, I convinced him. It took a lot of convincing, but <laughs> I finally convinced him to quit his job and oh, come wow. help me. But That's like the yeah, ultimate convince. Very... <laughs> That's insane. I mean, you would think most people would be like, sure, I'll quit my job. But no, it actually took a lot of convincing. I think he was just very, um, it's just, we weren't familiar with this. We right. didn't know what influencing and content creation was. It was completely new to us. So it, it was just like scary to say, sure, I'll drop everything and you know do this so it wasn't until I actually saw that I had some kind of like flow going on that he was like okay like let's just do it why not take a risk and um so yeah we were doing that for a while for like a few months at home and everything was great and then I came up with the brilliant idea of let's go travel um I mean we've always (laughs) we've always loved traveling and we had already done it a little bit here and there but more like just short little travels here and there yeah but I just figured it's kind of like we were in a very unique situation that I think not a lot of people find themselves in and I'm just the type of person who doesn't really wait for the right moment. I'm very like spontaneous in that aspect where I'm just like, if I have an opportunity to do something, I'm just going to do it. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, okay, lesson (laughs) learned, you know? So I, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I just, I was like, you know what? Let's, we could do this from anywhere. We can edit, we can take photos from anywhere. We can use that as inspiration. Um, and you know, why not just pick up and go and well, you know, the, the kids are little and you know, so yeah, that's what we did. We, um, sold our house and we started to, uh, travel to these different areas. We started last year, um, like in Italy and Austria and Ireland and Quebec and, um, yeah, this year we're going to continue on doing that. So it's it's been fun. So where are you right now? (laughs) Right now we're back in California because uh, our family missed us, so we came to stay. Yeah, you got to check in every once weeks. in a while. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're visiting family right now for a few weeks, but we're actually going to take off at the end of this month to the UK. So nice. we're going to do a little tour around there. Yeah. So what, really what part of California do you guys come back to? Uh, Southern California. Oh yeah. When you guys fly back in to, uh, to LA or LAX or wherever you come into, do you do the mm-hmm. thing that, that I do where I just kind of shake my head and say, oh man, I'm back here. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> You look at the 405 and all the traffic, you're like, okay, all right, yep, this is why we left. That's it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons why we kind of left. I've always had kind of like this thirst for seeing like what the different seasons are like. Like in here in California, you don't get a real winter. You don't see the trees change different colors. And I just wanted to experience that too. You know, I wanted to build a snowman and I wanted to see what a yellow tree looks like. Yeah. so it's it's definitely one of those things where like you go to these amazing places and then you come back and it's just like traffic yeah. and just you know factories and you're just like ah. Yeah. But I mean, our family is here, so it's like a love hate kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. If my yeah. clients and my friends weren't out here still, then it, I wouldn't be out here. But I can't move everybody. Yeah. You know, I can't do what you did exactly. and say like, "Can you quit your job and we're gonna go travel forever?" <laughs> yeah. So what is like? What is it like? doing what you do on the road, but also like really like what is it like to be able to to travel to all these places? Like is it good for your creativity? Do you ever feel like it handicaps it? Like what is the traveling process like in your life? So it definitely is not all rainbows and unicorns like everyone thinks it is. And I think we kind of went into this thinking that it was going to solve problems, that it was going to just be all great. And we quickly learned that traveling does come with a lot of, uh, you know, just cons to it too, especially if you're trying to run a business, raise a family and, um, you know, have time for yourself as well. It's just, it's a lot. And I think finding a balance between all of that has definitely been like the biggest challenge. When we go to these places, we want to actually see the place. We want to immerse ourselves in the culture and go Mm. to all these places and take the time to document it. But we also have to hit deadlines and we also have to make sure that we're creating content to, you know, maintain relevant. Um, We also have to make sure that we're giving our kids sufficient time that they need for like school and stuff like that. And we also need time to, you know, uh, give to ourselves to like relax and kind of, you know, maintain our sanity. And it's not that easy. Um, I think a lot of people look at travel and they just think like oh you're going to these beautiful places and you're taking a picture but it's so much harder than that and I think like some of the reasons is you're gonna deal with um for example like crowds you know and which means you might have to get up earlier to do it and that's exhausting or you might not get the right shot and so you have to go back and do it again um so I think and the good parts of it is there's inspiration everywhere. It's a wonderful experience. We get great assets. Um, we get great backgrounds and great footage and stuff like that. And the experience is just amazing. But it also, like you said, it does kind of handicap you in the way where it's exhausting. And you have to do things several times. You have to plan it. If you don't plan it right, it's a disaster. And We've, we've had plenty of those, especially when you're in places that you don't understand the language and you're oh, not familiar sure. with anything. Like, so it's, yeah, it's definitely challenging, I would say. So I, I like to call it an adventure because I feel like 
when you're in an adventure, things are going to go wrong and you're going to laugh about it later. And yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of how we view it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's like the freelance roller coaster too, you know, mm-hmm. it's never yeah, all sure. like, you know, going gravy, like it has its moments and that makes those moments better, but it's got to be the roller coaster, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> what does workflow look like for you guys? When it comes to you know fitting it in with your travels, and I know that with the kids, I'm sure you're homeschooling, right? So you have to fit that into mm-hmm. the schedule too. So like, what does a typical like not work day? Because I know it can change, but like, what's like kind of a uh, you know like a basic outline of like how you guys deal with workflow for the business? So once we get like a for example like a collaboration or even just like a personal project that we want to do, obviously there's like the brainstorming. Um, you know, the sketch and thinking about who's going to be in it, what props we need, um, what kind of background we're looking for. And then there's the scouting. And that's kind of where we actually get to go out and, you know, walk around and take test shots and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's kind of like where it's like, I would say like, that's probably like the most fun part because you're kind of just walking around and you're just looking for stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, So we do the scouting. And then um, if we find the place that we want, and then it then we start to move on to like the next step, which is where we um, go out there and we take the photos and stuff like that. And I think that's where it gets challenging um, because the majority of the time it has to be like during sunrise time because that's when there's less people around. That's when the best lighting is, um, stuff like that. So uh, then we just, you know, we we do our um, photo shoot there. We get everything that we need. And then usually um, what I do now is I'll take the subjects, which are usually the kids. We take them back at the Airbnb that we're staying at Mm -hmm. um, just because it's less hectic and we have more control. Um, And it's just we're working with kids, which is is really different than working with adults. Yeah. um, Yeah. So we do that once we have everything, then we move on to the editing. And I think that's what takes probably, I would say, like the longest just because, um, I don't know if it's just like our editing style or what it is, but our photos just take really long. Yeah, well, so, I mean, if you look at them, you can guess that they would take long too. <laughs> I think I just get caught up in like details and and then like in the middle of editing, I won't like something. So then we have to reshoot um, or I'll want to ch- like just, I don't know. I, it's just, there's a lot of trial and error. And so I would say that typically it takes me at least a week, sometimes maybe even two to get, a photo that I'm truly happy with and then comes all the other stuff like if this is for a collaboration well then you have to send it for approval you have to wait for that if they want changes and in between all of that you're still having to uh, produce story content you're still having to um, you know maintain engagement and again like I said just also dealing with being a parent and yeah. taking care of yourself as well so I would say that is kind of like the general way of how we do things so I think people think we actually like travel and we go out every single day but honestly we I would when we go to places in a week I would say we probably go out like maybe two maybe three times out of the week and then the other days we're at home like just working yeah um do you so, prefer yeah. to, to uh to edit from a coffee shop or do you like to do it at home or wherever you're staying like what like where do you like feel the most comfortable editing Um, well, because we, at the beginning of all this, we were, it was just me and my husband. So we didn't have help to like for watching the kids and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really feel comfortable like leaving. (laughs) 
So, um, so we would, we're just like used to working at home. And I find that the most time that I am productive is late at night. I don't know what it is, but even if I'm like at a coffee shop or even if it's just any time during the day, um, I just find myself very easily distracted. And so there's something about the night, the minute it gets dark and quiet that I just like am able to zone into my work and I am most productive at night. So it's not really about the location for me. It's more of just like the time of day it is. Yeah, that's an interesting topic because, you know, there's a lot of talk about like when actually is the most efficient time to do creative work and then when's the most efficient Mm -hmm. time to do, you know, conference calls or, you know, branding Mm -hmm. calls, things like that. Like, do you Mm -hmm. you take that in account? Like, do you try to only do creative work late at night and you try to get all like the the analytical stuff done in the morning like do you have a a procedure for that or is it just you know whatever happens happens um no definitely yeah I like I do all like my busy work during the day and and then once I'm at you know once it's night it's that's like my go time um so yeah I I do kind of work that way like just emails all of that engagement stories during the day and at night is like my time (laughs) Have there been yeah. any shoots in particular that the kids have been either really hard to work with or just couldn't work because of something happening? I would say it it kind of just varies from concept to concept. It depends on the pose. I mean, some of our poses are very simple and those go rather smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the ones that are more complicated are the ones where we want like a specific facial expression like that's like something that I'm very particular about I'm very big on facial expressions and it's really hard to tell a kid can you give me this facial expression they kind of just have to feel it yeah and so we'll try to role play with them to try to get them to do it but again you're working with kids that are unpredictable and (laughs) you're not always gonna get it so yeah I would say that when it's a specific photo like pose that I'm looking for I think it's challenging but we do try to make it fun. Like, for example, our Cloud Rider photo um, that we do, uh, those I would say are like the most fun for them. And they're easy because they enjoy getting on my back and, you know, writing. Yeah, oh, for and sure. They yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just depends on what we're working with. Yeah. yeah. What a awesome thing for them to be involved in. Right. Like, I don't know any kids when I was growing up that were doing this on the side. You know, it's so cool. Like, do they do they know? Like, because how old your daughter's the oldest, right? Yeah, I think she knows. Does she understand kind of what's going on with all this stuff? I think when she starts to see um, like we've had a few people that have like recognized us out in public. And I think when she starts to like when she sees that happen or like when she saw like the whole thing with the Photoshop, the screen splash that happened, like I think when she sees it put in that way that she's like, oh, like I get it. Like it just registers, I think, a little bit better versus when we're just taking a photo. But she's older now. So she, I think she does understand. I think the ones that don't really understand right now are the, the two younger ones. They yeah. kind of just think that we're taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah. <laughs> but it seems like she's into it, which is good because it could have gone the other yeah. way where it's like, ah, mom, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I'm over this. Stuff. Oh, for sure. You know, no, she I I have a feeling she's kind of going to take after it because she loves like listening to us when we're doing concepts mm-hmm. and she'll like draw her own little like concepts and she'll bring them to us. And 
Um, so she's definitely, she's definitely starting to, uh, like it's rubbing off on her, yeah, you know, and I for think, sure. I think she might, we've actually started teaching her like how to mask on like Photoshop and stuff like that. So who knows? She might, yeah, yeah <laughs> she might take after. Well, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, getting, getting your kids to like, you know, pose in certain ways and, and take photos of them, you know, I'm sure that it, it seems big at the moment because it's like what you guys have to do. But in the piece of the pie, I feel like it's such a small detail because looking at your images, you know, like those images become or those pictures of your kids become like something so unbelievably, you know, insanely different, right? And like I'm just mm-hmm. trying to kind of paint an idea for for the audience of like the if you look at your photos, they they become this dreamy, like otherworldly type of detailed image it's really hard to explain and put into words unless you see them but like where did the inspiration come for just this type of a a, like a dreamscape and a scene like where where did this come from inside of you like where did you pull this from um I think that the biggest source of inspiration for me is definitely like Dr. Seuss Shel Silverstein I I just love how there's no like everything's different everything's unique there's no right there's no wrong and I just love how fun that is like we always try to think of things in a very divergent way um so we try to just for example our we have a photo that we call luggage car and instead of putting the kids in just a regular car we thought why not turn suitcases into a car Mm -hmm. and so we just always try to think of things that like a child would. And so I would say that I'm just most inspired by the way kids think. Like if you just observe any child play, the things that they say, the way they, the stories that they come up with, like with their little toys and stuff like that, it's actually really unique. So if you just listen to a child, you could be so inspired. And I think that's that's where like my main source of inspiration like draws from. And not just like these children's books, but a mixture of what my own kids say and what I see them do and I kind of just we just sit and we just come up with these ideas and I don't know it just all comes together somehow in this like pot and yeah it's just I don't know it's weird are there Um, a lot of ideas that don't end up making the cut or do these ideas come you know very sporadically and when they come like you really jump on one specific idea or do you guys flesh out like a hundred ideas and then just pick one or two for sure. So we, when, whenever we're brainstorming, we'll, me and my husband, will just sit and we'll, um, we'll start sketching first. And, um, you know, I'll sketch like probably like, I don't know, like five different things and then he'll sketch some things and then we kind of just share our thoughts together. And I would say usually we don't use any of them, <laughs> and then, but there's something, there's something about them though that kind of just sparks an idea. And right. yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like we don't have like a very specific process of how we come up with an idea. We just have like this thing that just clicks. And then once we have something that we like, where we're like, oh, let's make like a luggage car. Then we start to think of like the story behind it. What is the story we're going to tell? Who's going to be the main character? Um, Where are they going? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? Um, Things like that. And it's kind of like just how the ideas come to be. It's just, I would say it's almost spontaneous in a way. And we kind of just roll with it. 
Yeah, that's so cool. Your work is so beautiful. It's so, so good. Uh, so when you, you when you found out, and just to let people know too, that uh, your image, Vienna Mermaid, became uh, one of Photoshop's splash screens, which I guess the word splash screen, I, I kind of not known, but it's that main image that comes up when you open a program. Mm-hmm. So there's only a few. There's not a lot of those images being chosen. What was that like? either talking to them before and giving the the image for it or did they just come, you know, reach out to you and say, "Hey, can we use this?" Like what was that Adobe collaboration like? Yeah, so they actually reached out to us and um they just said that they were looking for, you know, someone to create a photo and that they were just kind of uh taking ideas for right now and so I pitched them my idea and I was like, "Well, I can create this and um I sent them like a sketch and I honestly just thought like they were probably just gonna go with someone else at the <laughs> time and um I, I at the time we were at, I was actually going through like a really uh like a pretty bad creative block in a way I was just really doubting my work at the time so I just I honestly just didn't think it was gonna happen and so I just said okay why not I'll try and I sent them my sketch and then they were like, we love it. Let's move forward. And I was like, ah. And so, That's so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, we got to work and I, I had this sketch, but it was like a very basic. It actually started off with um, Addie being uh, a mermaid and she was supposed to be playing the violin because we wanted to incorporate. We were in Vienna at the time and we wanted to incorporate like the classical vibe of Vienna. And so she was actually supposed to be playing the violin. And we did the photo shoot. I started editing and I didn't like it at all. Oh, wow. So we actually said, let's scrap that. And I said, we have this bear that we tend to use a lot. He's like our family bear. His name is Barry. And I said, I got, I started getting really frustrated because it was a tight deadline. And I was like, I just couldn't find the right pose. And so, um, I don't even know why I, I said it, but I was like, Addie, can you just hold the bear? And she did. And I was like, that's the shot. And and I don't know. There was just something about it. I think that the way she held it and it kind of just, that's where like the jellyfish came out of. And that's why she's looking out the window. It, it kind of just, the the photo started with her expression and it kind of just inspired everything that came out of it. And um, yeah, so I created the photo, I sent it. And if you look at like the way I do my colors and stuff like that, this was actually like the first photo that was very saturated. And they did request that we use more saturated colors. They wanted something that wasn't so painterly because I get told that my photos look like they're almost like cartoony painterly like sometimes. And so they said, we want something that's more saturated. And um, so it was actually really different for me. And honestly, I I didn't think they were going to be happy with it. And they they said they loved it. And at the time, I was, I just, I wasn't really sure. I mean, I knew what they were going to use it for, but I didn't know to the extent. So I didn't know it was going to be, you know, on the cover of Photoshop. Like I, the I didn't image. know that. Yeah. Yeah, That's like I unreal. just thought they were gonna use. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was gonna be like I don't know, like in a magazine or I don't know, maybe just somewhere. Like I just thought it was like an image. And um, when we went to Adobe Max, uh, like a few days before, I started mm-hmm. getting these messages from people on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh my god, I just upgraded 
my Photoshop to 2020 and your picture's there. And I'm like, wait, what? And crazy. I was just like freaking out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And like, yeah, we got to Adobe Max and it was like the size of a wall and I had never seen our work like that. So it was, it was really emotional for me too. Yeah. And it was just, it was so surreal. It was such a surreal experience, but it was kind of just, I didn't know how big it was going to be, like how big of a, of a thing it was going to be. Yeah. So, like it's, it's yeah. the ultimate, right? <laughs> so when something like that happens, how did you guys work with that? You know, how did you guys look into 2020 and, and how did you kind of plan around that for your business? So like I had mentioned earlier, um, when they first approached me with this project, I was going through like a really downtime creatively. And so this was kind of like something that kind of, I don't know, I think it came at a really good time because it kind of let me know like, hey, that your all your hard work is actually paying off and mm-hmm. maybe you're not that bad at editing, <laughs> you know? So it was, so I think it did put us back like, you know, um, I like, I don't know, just it uplifted us in a way where we're like, hey, like we could keep pushing forward like this, you know, this isn't over. This is great. Like, um, so we kind of just took that and then we're like, okay, well, we need to start diversifying ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we have. And I think that was like the main thing is like we didn't want it to be like a kind of like a one hit wonder kind of thing. I mean, we know we're not going to get featured like next year and stuff like that. But we also didn't want to just not take the opportunity to uh, like grow and branch out and kind of like use the moment to really expand ourselves and put ourselves out there. So we kind of uh, just started to really use that motivation to really push ourselves into other platforms and to really just push ourselves in a creative way where we can just continue on doing work that, you know, obviously people are liking it. So Let's keep doing it. So I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, you know, monetizing through one stream is always kind of scary, right? Because you never really know if it's going to mm-hmm. last forever. Like Instagram's huge with that. Like so many people that, you know, get all of their work through Instagram and all of their clients and branding through that. And then it's like, oh no, what if Instagram doesn't do a lot for me in a few years? So like, can you talk about some of the ways that you guys kind of branched out and some of the ways that you guys monetize the business? Definitely. Once this, you know, all started to spiral, we um, started to do YouTube. Um, We are trying to do like speed edits. We're going to start doing vlogs pretty soon. And we get a lot of questions about tutorials and how we edit. And for the longest time, I was so hesitant on doing it just because I was I was just very unsure of like the way I edited. I I always felt like there was like a correct way of editing and maybe my way isn't like the right way. So I was always just afraid to teach people. Um, but I get so many requests for it so that we were like, okay, let's just try and let's see how it goes. And we created, uh, like this kind of, uh, month to month subscription where we release a special tutorial and we give them like the assets and we walk them through it. And it's actually going really well, surprisingly. Um, we're, we're like, okay, I guess we're not that bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, like we're getting a really good positive response for it. So that's been really great to watch this community kind of like grow. And it's, it's awesome to see that people are actually learning from us and they're getting inspired from us. And so that's been really great. Um, we like started to um, kind of like start TikTok and like Twitter and like we're just like slowly like dipping our toes into all these things because 
it does require a lot of work. We're also going to start, um, we really want to do a children's book this year and nice. we're also going to be doing stickers. So we're just like throwing ourselves out there and we're trying to find a way where we can take our photos and we can like break them up and disperse them into these like different areas. So like, you know, you have the tutorials, you have the books, the stickers, um, stuff like that, videos that come out of it. So I think it's just really important to, like you said, you don't want to wait for it to be over. Like we know Instagram might not be around like forever. So it's really important for us to just uh, take advantage of the moment that we have right now to try to just put ourselves out there as much as possible. Yeah. And I love that you learned all of this on your own through tutorials. What advice would you have for for people that really want to get into this uh, like digital art, I would say, when it comes to like taking their photographs and really just creating these beautiful images? I would say um, one of the biggest things is, like I said, there's a million ways to achieve one goal and just finding the way that works best for you. Um, I think it's okay to learn from other people and, and stuff like that, but really just breaking down a complex thing like, uh, like Photoshop. It's very, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing to learn and just really breaking it down and just simplifying it, not overwhelming yourself by saying, Oh, I have to learn everything like right now. And I have to use all these tools. Like, no, you don't. You could just use a few and you can achieve something just as great. So really just simplifying things, trying to look at them in a very simple way. And I think it all just begins with finding and making something that makes you happy. I think often people get caught up in, oh, what's popular or what do people want to see or, oh, this didn't do well, so I'm not going to do it again. And I think what happens when people do that is that they lose the passion behind it. And I know this from experience that sometimes, you know, artists, we get caught up in that, we get caught up in the numbers. But I think that um, everything is ebbs and flows. And just as long as you stick to something that makes you happy, whatever it is that you create, however, whichever way that you took to get there, as long as you're happy at the end, as long as it's something that you're proud of, I think that's all that matters. Numbers don't matter. Um, you know, techniques don't matter. As long as that you're proud of it, you had fun while doing it. That's, I think, like the main thing that everyone should try to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's like my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. And you guys are doing awesome things over there. And what uh, what's in the, the cards for traveling? Where are you guys going to go next? Like, what does the beginning of this year look like? So we are doing the UK at the end of this month. Um, we were supposed to head to Japan after, but nice. we might have to change plans. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're not, actually, we're not really sure. We don't have an itinerary. We never do. We kind of just um, go with the flow with whatever's going on. If we feel we need to stay somewhere longer, we do. If we feel that we need to move on to something else, we do. So we're very spontaneous. We're, we're definitely not doing it the traditional way. Um, we're just kind of just feeling it as we go. And so honestly, I can't say exactly where because I don't know yeah. yet. Um, That's the best. That's the most fun. I, it, it wouldn't be fun if you knew yeah. every single place you're going to be in the next year, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So all I know right now is that next month I'll be in the UK. After that, I have no idea where I'll be. Nice. But hopefully it's somewhere fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa. I appreciate you coming on here 
and chatting with me. Can you oh, can yeah. you let us know, you know, where we can find your work and then also like your YouTube as well, your website, your Instagram? Yeah, so you can find us. Everything is the life of Avax. You know, our Instagram is the life of Avax. YouTube, we have our website where we sell custom prints. Um, we have like our Avax crate, which you can also find on our site. What what do you get with the crate? So our AVAX crate is like a month-to-month subscription, and every month uh, we release a tutorial of one of like our favorite photos that we've done, our like best performing photos, and we do like a really detailed tutorial on how to do it from beginning to end. We provide all the assets to do it as well, and um, you also get like two custom brushes that will help you with it and then we also do photography tips on how to do the poses like the ones that are in the image so it's kind of just so um people can recreate these images and they learn from it um a lot of the people in the community uh take that and then they'll add their own touch to it as well which is really cool to see um and then we also have like a, a facebook group where people submit their work and then we can give them advice on what to improve to make their editing um grow so that's so cool. So yeah, it's it's really fun. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like a way that we could work with people in a much, uh, you know, uh, more like one on one way versus you know through DMs and stuff like that. So yeah. it's more personal. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out and checking out that episode with Vanessa. You can see her work at the Life of AVAX on Instagram. That's the underscore life underscore of underscore AVAX, A-I-V-A-X. You can say hey to us at Darkroom. You can say hey to me at Dane Diener. And yeah, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you and we are excited to see you on the next one.